Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Horrible, a weekly podcast where OG millennials have honest and candid conversations about dating, sex, yes, butt stuff, relationships, entanglements, and everything in between. Starring your host, Scarlett Prince. Pull those anal beads out slowly. This is not a lawnmower. You don't want to hit a snack. <laughs> and featuring guests, Lolita Rum. It hasn't been anything this big in front of my mouth in a while. <laughs> Vixen Moore. No, the more hyper masculine and alpha a guy is, the more he is going to want to be fucked in the ass. <laughs> Lila Moon. Please, for the love of God and everything holy, do not say my name during sex. <laughs> and occasionally emerging from behind the scenes, the producer, Spider. Kinky is using a feather. Perverted is using the whole damn bird. <laughs> Guys, I went to LA recently for an entrepreneur conference, and we know what happens at conferences, right? We love Scarlet at conferences. <laughs> Everybody at conferences, they're there to fuck, get drunk, and do business. <laughs> networking. <laughs> yeah, that networking. Quote, networking. Netfuckering. I'll, net, I'll network something. We'll call it netfuckering. So this one was a little bit different than a lot of them I go to. The conference was two days. And then before the conference, I'm in this mastermind. And he did a two-day mastermind before the conference started. So it was a smaller, more intimate setting with about 30 of us that are in his mastermind. That sounds like something dirty in and of itself. Oh, I'm well, in your mastermind. I can make anything dirty. <laughs> So in this mastermind, I got to meet a lot of different people. He kind of goes around the country doing these in different locations. And there's a different crowd, depending on where it is, obviously, because the people that are closer to LA gravitate towards that. Whereas I'm used to being with the Dallas group. And so it was a whole new group of people. Some people I knew, but most people I didn't. And one lady I met there at the mastermind. Very fascinating. And the guy that runs it had told me there is a lady there that you need to meet. So I kind of knew it going into it. There's someone there I have to meet. And then I realized why when she got up and introduced herself. She is a coach. Her and her husband coach people on hot wife lifestyle. Love it. Yes. Yeah. And they have actual footage on at different platforms. I think they even have an OnlyFans where they will like do a hotel takeover or a swinger party or some kind of sex related party and they will film it and put it up on these platforms where you can view what's going on. So they are way into this stuff. It's and are they profiting off of this? Like they're recording it and you're paying like through their OnlyFans to see like live action kind of thing? I didn't get into a lot of the logistics, action. but I assume that that's the idea. Well, I, everybody knows they're being recorded? Yes. Okay. So yes. everybody's aware that they may Consensual. be... Consensual. Okay. And I think they try to leave faces out of it. It's just bodies mainly uh, is the idea. Okay. Well, they're also probably pinging off the exhibition crowd. Right. Yes. Uh, right. And so the whole idea of the hot wife lifestyle is she gets to fuck around. He watches or participates in some way. And they coach other people that want to live in that kind of lifestyle. So it's very interesting. So as soon as I heard what she did, of course, immediately I make a beeline over there and I'm like, we got to talk. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I told her about my podcast and she got all excited and we started sharing just different ideas and talking about kind of being in this like sex realm of, you know, publicity. Is she from the LA area? She is like two hours from there. Okay. Yeah. And so her and I kind of gravitated towards each other the rest of the time that I was there. And I learned a lot from her. I was trying to be a sponge and just learn everything that I could from what her and her husband have been doing. But the next day, she asked me, she was like, you know, I feel like we need to do something while we're here in LA for content. I'm like, hell yeah, we do. (laughs) (laughs) And it begins. So she gets online and she's like, let's look and see what's around here. And she finds this sex club. Now, up to this point, I have never been to a sex club. Had no idea. No swingers clubs? No anything? Nothing. No. Hazel had one time, and we talked about this on one of our previous episodes, she'd one time tried to take us to Colette's in Dallas, Uh which is a sex club. And we were not even let in. And Hazel joked that like, oh, they smelled the vanilla on you guys as soon as you walked in the door. (laughs) There was like paperwork that you had to fill out and get approved. Yeah. Yeah. That's complicated. Yeah, no, there was um, like signatures needed and they were going to run it. And yeah, there was like with membership just mm-hmm. for the legality of it being an on-premise club versus uh, if it's a club where you just go meet people and then you leave and go to a hotel room. It's different rules. Yeah. So in Dallas must be more strict than L.A. because in L.A. they didn't give a fuck. They let us right in. <laughs> I thought of it has to do with liquor laws and is the way that they crack down on it. California is very lax on their liquor laws. Yeah, but there are other clubs here in Dallas that a lot of the times it's kind of like where they used to have, oh, you can only buy liquor or a restaurant can only sell liquor to its own members. And so you had to sign to become a member, but it just meant they gave you a card and you didn't pay anything. But it just meant that you could now drink there. And they were, oh, we weren't serving to the public. We're only serving to our members. And so I think that's the way, yeah, the way that a lot of places Uh, are getting around certain things. Gotcha. Well, for whatever reason, we were not let in. We had to do this application. And there was people there at Colette's hanging out on the outside. They were like, oh, no, we got to get you in. We got to get you in. They were so excited we were there. But even they were not successful in getting us in. So we had legitimately tried. But that was the extent of my sex club experience up to that point, yeah. which is none. <laughs> so she made it to the parking lot. I made it to the front lobby. Oh, to the front lobby. And yeah. that was it. That was it. Okay. So then we're in LA like, now. <laughs> now. So you now just we're in, in LA. Yeah. It was super sketchy. Super sketchy. I was a little bit like... That tracks. Yeah. Do I want to go in there? Because as soon as the Uber dropped me off, I'm like, hmm, I don't know about this. <laughs> Did you know where the front entry door was? No, no. It took some time. And the other lady had gotten there before me. So she was on the phone with me like, oh, you've got to go down this walkway, which ended up being like a dark alley. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, stay on the phone with me. So if somebody comes I get murdered, at least you'll be a phone witness. (laughs) Tell the cops. Exactly. It was so sketchy. If she hadn't been there, I don't think I would have done it because I was like, I don't know about this. So anyway, she met me as soon as I walked in. She's already dressed down to underwear and thong or a thong and panty or a bra and thong. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you are ready to go already. Well, I find out that she is already getting action in there somewhere. So I was like, okay. So she was like, hold on. I'll be right back. (laughs) Pause. (laughs) 
<laughs> you just hang there. Yeah. I'll be right back. So then the lady that was working the place, she was like, well, let me take you on a tour of everything. I'm like, perfect, because I have no idea what I'm doing. So she's taking me around the club and explaining everything to me. There's like lockers where you put your clothes and belongings. And then she takes me upstairs and that's their BDSM area. And they had one of those crosses. St. Andrew's Cross. Is that what it's called? Yep. Okay. So they had one of those. They had one of the, help me out here, Vixen. It looks like a horse saddle bench thing. Spanking bench. Okay. Spanking bench. They had some beds up there. That was the most crowded area up there, for sure. So, so that was while where you're was walking at. around, are you like actually seeing people doing? Yes. Stuff? Okay. Yes. It's all out now. And, and that area was where I'd say ninety percent of the people were was okay. up there. So that's where it was at. Apparently, that's their target demographic. Apparently. So she walked me up there, and then she walked me back downstairs, and they had different sections it really was just kind of one big giant room but they had sectioned it off with curtains and each section had different kinds of furniture couches or beds or just different kind of spaces for people to fuck basically that area was not very busy there wasn't much going on there Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of like, okay, so what do I do now? Yeah, so, so do you have to like bring your own partner or is there a singles area where you meet people that like don't come with don't, somebody or like, how do you find a partner? So I that think depends, it's all in the above. So that depends on the club, like Colette's and Eden here and I know Velvet Curtain, I don't know if they're still around, all have like a dance floor area. There's a bar area with the dance floor, the DJ. So you can treat it like a more normal experience. And then when you find somebody you like, you go off to the area with the beds and play there. Other places will have rooms that are like a media room with lots of like comfortable recliners and stuff. They have porn playing. So that gives you kind of a, hey, let's get off the dance floor. You go in there, get kind of in the mood, and then you move to a bed. And then others will have like the closed off beds with like curtains where you have some privacy, but all of the beds are in one area. And then they'll have another area that's usually a larger bed of some kind with either windows for people to watch or it's out in the open. And that's for the more exhibitionist type people. Yeah. Okay. And I would say this was probably all for expeditionists the way that this one was set up, because even though there were sections curtained off, like you could go anywhere and see whatever was going on so there wasn't really anything closed off to anybody well when i was married my husband had gone out to la before meeting me and had joined the swinger scene out there and he said that he would actually have somebody who was lived down in san diego and that group would come like get him from la and take him down and there the rules were different and the women could wear whatever they wanted but the men had to be completely naked and they had a lot of like glass rooms like with so clear walls and everything. So you were on display, but you could relax that nobody could just surprise you. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I have absolutely no input in any of this. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lolita just absorbing. It's Lolita <laughs> high on Theraflu. Yes, on Theraflu and just listening to... Lolita's here in her pajamas tonight. I am in slippers <laughs> and Theraflu. And I'm in the same pants <laughs> that I was in before, just a different pattern that you guys called pajama pants. <laughs> That's, I told, so I told Scarlett, I'm coming in Scarlett style today. I'm coming in my pajamas. <laughs> and she said, go for it. <laughs> so anyway, I'm 
finally done with this tour and she's basically like, all right, well, have fun. <laughs> she set you free. She set me free. And I'm like, no, be free. I have no idea what the fuck to do now. Standing awkwardly just, with your hands and twiddling. I'm clearly overdressed because I'm still fully dressed at this point. I was in like a short black dress and either heels or boots. And I'm like, all right, so clearly. So you're the odd man out yeah. wearing clothes. And, uh, and I know what that's like being completely overdressed. Yes. 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 Right. So I'm like, okay, I guess I need to go to the lockers and like dress down. So I did that first. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm down to bra and panties. Okay. Now what? <laughs> Had you found other people? Did you find the. So now I'm going to try to find the lady that I came with because I'm like, all right, I'll just gravitate towards her because she knows this stuff, right? She's used to this scene. <laughs> she can help me navigate. What the fuck do I do now? So I find her in one of these areas downstairs. She's talking to this black guy and she is big into black guys. She likes the BBC. That's her thing. So she had found one. She is talking to him on the couch. And so as soon as I walked over, they waved me over to come sit down. So I did. And we're just talking. He's asking us questions like what we do. And we're telling him. And what just, is he wearing? Nothing. Oh, OK. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And I so do you I know Lolita's question already. You sit on a towel. <laughs> What, what would be my no towels? What would be my oh. what would be my question, Scarlett? <laughs> who cleans yes. up the furniture? <laughs> I always think of that. So, um, who sanitizes this stuff? So, generally, at any kind of sex parties, it's always they bring your own towel, kind of thing. I don't so trust other people not, to clean their stuff, well, and that's that's why you bring your own towel so that you know that you're not snail trailing things mm. and oh, to sit on. Yes, so. no, towel you know, is to sit on, and anything that's like a dungeon with the BDSM stuff. They are going to have spray cleaners around and wipes and stuff. So, so like everything. the gym, when yeah. I use the yeah, weights, exactly. somebody cleans After it up and then I After you use the equipment, it. Got it. you clean up. Yes. Got yeah. it. And so usually at the clubs, there will be attendants around. Mm-hmm. And if it's a nice place, they will come and kind of clean up after you. You see them, they change out the sheets Got and it. that kind of stuff. But they usually have towels around for you to be able to grab in case you don't want to sit on a surface. They're nice and folded and plush. So and- I feel like we got the ghetto sex club. Yeah, there was no attendance. <laughs> no, she said. no. And, and just so you know, we are on a group message as she's there going. Yeah, no, texting. there was no towels. No, there and was she no... texted just one picture from the club. Uh-huh. And it was the hand towel that she was disgusted with because it was dirty and gross. And my and this question, was in the bathroom. It was in the bathroom. And I said, if you're disgusted by the hand towel, <laughs> the one towel in this whole place, I believe you should be disgusted by a lot of other things as well. You're right. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I was wrong because she wasn't. <laughs> and she continued on. Soldiered through. For, soldiered for through. I don't yeah, know what it was. I don't know. That hand towel, when I went into the bathroom and that was the only place to wipe your towel was on this nasty ass hand towel. I was so grossed out by it. But yeah, for whatever reason. is exchanging bodily fluids. <laughs> hands, everything, and the towel was it for you. Yeah, that was where it was. But at least they touched the towel after washing their hands. So in theory, clean hands were touching that towel. Touche. I'm going to wipe my wet hands on my thighs, even if I'm not wearing pants. Yes. "Uh, Air dry. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. I was like, I am not touching that towel. Patted on your pubic hair. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I just washed my hands there clean. I was going to wipe it up. Use the carpet down there. Yeah. That's what I thought. So I would not use the hand towel, but I would sit my naked ass on the couch that other naked asses had been on. So I don't know what to tell you. Do you sit on toilets? 
No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Okay, but I'm going a little further than just sitting on stuff. They were sharing partners. So to me, that right there, it's... Unsanitary? A, well, the guys weren't cleaning themselves off is what I understand, right? You said that the what do you one mean guy... by cleaning? Well, they were just going from hole to hole, right? Isn't that what happened with I mean, your... As far as I know... I didn't so ask nobody's them washing. I nobody's thinking, washing. I mean, they're changing condoms. condoms and yeah, stuff. they're sh- changing their condom. They are wearing condoms. Yes, Absolutely. of course. Yeah, sure, uh, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, very, very much into condoms. They they have giant bowls around, and no, you one hundred percent are not having unprotected sex with people you've never met. Yeah, at, at condoms all. definitely. Nope. Okay, got for it. sure. Okay. So they're doing that, but in terms of like, there's no showers or anything. If that's um, what you mean. Well, the clubs here in Dallas have showers. Okay, that's good to know. Like she I said, she was in a sketchy I, I, I alley think, in LA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we got the sketchy the, sex club the, of the LA. Ghetto sex club. Okay, I have a question. The conference lady, since she was into the hot wife stuff, did she bring her husband with her? No, he wasn't there at the conference. Oh, she was alone in L.A. Yeah, she was alone. And he apparently was supposed to come, but he had gotten sick. So he didn't end up coming. But she's the one that's, you know, of course, actively out there with other partners anyway. So and, you know, he knows about that. Yeah, I just didn't know since that was their thing, if he was there to watch her do stuff. I'm sure he would have been had he been there. Okay. The other question is, had she ever been to this club or was she like, oh, I found a place online? Yeah, she Googled it. She's like, "Hmm, where can we go? Yeah. No. And I think the place have five stars at least. I don't know. Like, well, how did she pick this sketchy ass place? What's the name? We can find out. That's the problem is that we were both just shooting in the dark because neither one of us were from that area. She was from like two hours away. That's the danger (laughs) in trying to find a place in a town that you don't live in or don't frequent because you don't know the sketchy areas. Yes. We look at a map of Dallas and we we find a place we know know. where the sketchy neighborhoods are, but you don't know in a new place. Unless the place is so notorious that everybody in the country knows that it's a bad neighborhood, but most of the time you don't. And with a sex club, you can't get on Google reviews and go, okay, let's look at the pictures and see what the aesthetic is. You know? Yeah. A lot of them do have websites and they want to show off, even if there's no people being shown in it, they do want to show like, this is where you're coming and they will yeah. brag about our nice locker room with their showers. Mm. And here's all of, we are 9,000 square feet of this. And we include these amenities. And if they really want a higher clientele, they are going to show that kind of thing. There's also other websites that even if Google isn't going to necessarily put that information out there, like FetLife would okay. be a good gotcha. option. Well, clearly, maybe, I didn't do enough Maybe you research. could ask your Uber. <laughs> just be like, question, are you going to drive out of here super quick? Because this is a sketchy area. Will you be picking up anybody else? Maybe the Uber could have directed you to tell you that you were in the right or wrong place. But anyway. Okay. Well, we so clearly, content. you didn't do enough research. I just like followed her. I right. was like, okay. When a woman who coaches people on hot wife lifestyle and she has like 80,000 followers asks you if you want to go to a sex club with her, to me, the only answer is yes. Is yes, yeah. yes okay. I do. And it was a great <laughs> content night. <laughs> yes. Now, Hazel ended up getting mad at me after this and it caused the whole drama, which is why I actually had been waiting to record this episode until Hazel could be here. And of course, that's never going to happen because she left the podcast. So I got to do this without her and just kind of explain like why she got upset with me about this whole situation. So I'm sitting there on the couch with this lady, this guy, we're talking, having a conversation, shooting the shit about just anything and everything, really. 
You know, I actually don't think I passed out business she cards there. She didn't have any pockets. She was just I was she had some options. But Cleavage. I mean, well, I think that just need... shows you how out of my element I was. Because normally I would totally that's, be yeah, doing that's normal. that. I want first a, instinct. Yeah, I want. I'm gonna get you a little fanny pack. So when you go to the sex <laughs> pack, you, you'll be in your yes. bra and underwear, and then you just open your little fanny pack and get your little QR code out. So fanny packs is how we're gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna have to have our logo embroidered on them on the fanny oh, pack. I was gonna Ooh, say on the maybe, underwear. Maybe yes, we just need lingerie that we do. has the QR code <gasps> embedded yes. into it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Lita's got a great idea. Okay. Nipple covers. One says good. <laughs> one says bad. And then covering your, your the vagina says horrible. horrible. <laughs> good, bad, horrible. Sorry, guys. We digress as business women are starting to get our, our ideas. So anyway, finally, the other lady was like, well, I'm going to just go make my way to another area. She was clearly like trying to set this up so that I had an opportunity to have sex with someone without her there. And I was kind of like, "Okay, (laughs) please don't leave me. (laughs) She's like the the mama tiger leaving her baby, her cub behind. Exactly. She pissed you out of the nest. Yes, yes, she did. So I was like, oh, no, no, I'm by myself. Here I go. (laughs) Let me shine. So you start talking to the guy she was so, talking to, right? Yes. So I'm sitting there talking to him, you know, so we're still just conversing. And then he starts just kind of running his fingers on my thigh. Now that is hot. I will say you want to start. <laughs> okay. But this is my question. Oven. Is it hot because you were attracted to him? Because if it's just somebody who I'm not attracted to, I would not find that hot. But you and I, I feel like get attracted very in very different ways. But he, me, you just met him. It oh, wasn't like a mental thing. But we were having a conversation. It was like we were building that like beyond just But so just quickly, physical. you were already like into him for him to be rubbing. Because you said immediately he started rubbing. Or like not- he was just like running his hands down my thigh. Okay. Right. Okay. Like just starting super slow, which is the way to go with me. Converse okay. with me and start slow like that. That is a great approach with me. Okay. So I'm going with it. So he's running his hands down his thighs. We're having a conversation. We're not even talking about anything sexual, just life, business, podcast, just all that kind of stuff. So that's how it starts. And then, of course, progressing to making out, kissing, all of that. Eventually, we're fucking. Was he a good kisser? He was. Yeah. Nice. I'd love a good was, kisser. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> kisser. Like there was nothing like that was rubbing the me the wrong way until. Uh oh. Until he's fucking me. And he knew I had a husband because we had talked about the fact that I was in an open marriage. Right. So this was where when I relayed this story later, Hazel got upset because she calls this guy a bull. B-U-L-L. Right. And so she had told me later the role of a bull is to fuck a woman, usually in front of a husband. Cuckolding. Yeah. Yeah. And that depends on the dynamic. But yeah. Okay. Did he self-identify as a bull or did Hazel just label him that way? Hazel labeled him that way. He did not ever say that to me. Okay. But what he started saying to me while he's fucking me is, am I fucking you better than your husband? How would your husband like this? Hmm. Tell me I'm fucking you better than your husband. That is more bull behavior. And typically, I want to say he was playing into the role that most people would have expected him to fulfill. 
So, well, and he had been talking to that other lady first. She might mm-hmm. have said that that was yeah, what she right. was into. And maybe he just assumed that that was also what you were into. And that may yes. have been it. Yeah. That may have been it. Because but that, that just pulled you right out, didn't it? it oh, it so did. <laughs> it so did. Because, you know, first thing is, is I'm super honest. And there is pretty much no circumstance in which I'm going to lie about it. So and, and here I am, like, and now in my head, like, okay, I'm not going to lie to him. But no, you're not fucking me better than what I, I would have said that. I'm like, like uh, do, you, do you want an honest answer? Or, you're like, I just met you 20 minutes ago and this uh, and my husband's known me for right. 15 years. No, right. you're not fucking me better than him. What the hell? And Lolita would have said, are we role playing? Because if we're role playing, yes, you do. Um, but if we're being honest, absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm in my head now like, okay, do I give him an honest answer? Do I like brush it off? Like I'm like going through all the scenarios of like, am I gonna kill the moment if I'm honest with him? Well, the moment's already killed for you, so kill his moment too. Damn. <laughs> so I just ignore him. I don't answer the question. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Act like he didn't even hear it. Exactly. He's gonna say, "I said," <laughs> and he did. Oh God! Oh, Shut up. I said, right. He kept asking me. It was like he was not gonna let it go. So Did like, you just tell him to stop? You're like, get off. I was like sitting there like a deer in headlights. Like, I don't know how to answer this question right now. <laughs> no, you aren't. <laughs> you should have. What'd you do? You know, honestly, I'm trying to remember that now that I'm telling this story. So I think I just ignored him the whole entire time. I think I never answered the question. I mean, you could have been wouldn't like, answer it. Well, because talking's not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Will you shut the you know, fuck I, up? I, I You're I ruining it. my <laughs> orgasm. Well, I think as it did come up in the conversation later was that Hazel said, you should have just gotten off and been like, okay, go like we're done. And that's when it started with Scarlett saying, that's not how I do things. I wouldn't just rudely get off. Yeah, and she didn't respect the fact respect that, that I just kept going, going with correct. it instead of just saying, I'm right. not into this, like, get off of me. Right. That she thought I should have just, like, if I was truly authentic, I would have just said, get the fuck off me. And that is hard to do in a moment like that. It is very like hard that. to do. It's like, very hard. But to do. you don't owe him anything. No. You just met him. I agree. Yeah. I'm not saying that I don't. But to me, just a very hard thing to like someone's fucking you. Get off me. Yeah. Isn't it more uncomfortable to keep getting fucked by somebody you don't want fucking you? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. So it's like he's going to be done in a minute. Let's yeah. just finish this out and be done. I mm. had an incident at a play party one time and I was actually there with my husband and my boyfriend. And this guy had been talking shit earlier and we were like, how did he end up at this party? Like he is so out of his element. And he was like down in the hot tub saying how he doesn't eat pussy. And we're like, uh, get out. Like, okay. <laughs> and like you're going to brag yeah. about that yeah. here? So then he tries to come upstairs to the play area and we're like, I'm sorry, the bed's only for people who eat pussy. <laughs> Oh, oh, I will. I will. And I'm going, I just got fucked by multiple dudes. Like, uh, you sure about that, bro? And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to destroy this guy. So we're going to give him some lessons here. So he starts and I'm like going, oh, you are just not good. Not good at all. So I'm You trying, said that? I was trying oh. to give him more direction. And he's, I'm like, you can go harder. Well, he's harder. He has no practice. And he goes, are you sure? I just got back from nine months in Afghanistan. I went, oh, were you fucking camels? Because you don't know how to fuck a woman. And so you would think most guys would get up and walk away. Nope. 
He took it as a challenge? Yeah. Yeah. Just was not taking any hints. It got so bad that his friend was standing like in the hall, like 1940s baseball announcer voices, like heckling him. And like this guy still would not understand that he was being made fun of. And one of my friends came in and somebody that I don't have a sexual relationship with. And I was like, hey, can you jack off? So I have like something to entertain me. (laughs) And I could not have been more rude. And 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 so the guy that I'd asked jack off, he like reached over. He's like, would pulling your hair help? I was like, yeah, if you can pull my hair, that might help. And so, again, this guy still isn't understanding that I am not into this and he is not pleasing me. And my husband's kind of standing there like pointing at his watch being like, I don't want to be that person, but we have somewhere we're supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. Was, so finally I was like, dude, no, I'm out. I'm out. It's like, so we're going to walk downstairs and he goes, did you come? And I go twice. And he's like, yay. And everybody else goes, not with oh, you. Yeah. I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. I'm the super orgasmic mm, yeah, person. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you can just like look at me the right way and I'm going to like drop a puddle. So uh, this idea of, yeah, twice and I'm going and that was somebody else pulling my hair to get me to that. So, <laughs> so how for perspective here, if someone is going down on you well, how mm-hmm. often do you usually come? Oh, <laughs> I've usually come multiple times like, before. Like your the, average. Well, it kind of depends on... What's going on? I've usually come multiple times before we've even got the penis inserted. Okay. In general, I'm expecting to come around 20 times okay. from wow. a, an interaction. My I need rec- to learn your ways, Vixen. So fucking for real. My record, like when I actually tried to count, was 55 in an hour. What? But that 55? The difference is uh, to count, I had to like fully break them apart. And if I'm really just enjoying it, they hit like a tidal wave mm-hmm. situation where so, one rolls into the next. And I don't know, does that count as one big one that just keeps going or Vixen, is oh, those all separate? You are the real life vibrating turn up. Yes! yes. You are the real thing. We have to explain the Go vibrating. join our Discord. Vibrating turn up. <laughs> you want to see the vibrating turn up? Join our Discord. And we will wave at you and the turn up will be there. Yes. yes. Every All time weird. I see the vibrating Damn turn up, I will think of your 55 <laughs> times an hour. One continuous, huge <laughs> orgasm. And that was when I was 15. Oh so. my gosh. We questioned if I should like actually attempt the world record, but um, I have the risk of if I come too much, I can actually have serotonin sickness. It's basically your body overdoses on its own Uh, serotonin. So I don't like doing that because I just feel like anything in excess is so bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) Even that. So 20, I find, is a a nice balance there. Oh, gosh. So you normally have. So the guy only getting you to come twice. You're like, damn, I get more action just like riding the bumpy ride at Six Flags. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Put me on a motorcycle and I'm good. (laughs) The pothole in the parking lot. Got it. Sit that pothole just right. And you Maybe come more than the guy (laughs) going down on me. So are you normally kind of into degrading or was that just a special thing just for that guy? Actually, that was the opposite of what I normally am. I usually really dislike doing degradation and humiliation play. I get that request a lot, but I don't like it because I know how to really hurt people. And so it becomes an issue when somebody wants to be called a pathetic worm and you're like, oh, you're a disappointment. Your children will never respect you. And they're like, wait, what? What? Oh, too far, too too far, Vixen, too far. Sorry. That hit home. (laughs) (laughs) They start crying. (laughs) Yeah. So I... then they come back (laughs) next week and be like, okay, that was good. Can you do it again? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I have, I have, we'll ask them in advance, like, what topics are off limit? What do you really want me to make fun of you about? Yeah, like, like what is actually going to genuinely trigger your emotional trauma? <laughs> and what do you want to just get off? Right. Absolutely. Yes. Got it. So, no, I don't like insulting people. And as a general thing, I am a very lovey person. And I joke that I do wholesome corruption, uh, that my partners are my favorite people and I don't want to insult. I mean, I might say, oh, you've been bad. You're right. Like that yeah. kind of thing. But if but, you like somebody, but, you yeah. don't want to hurt and, their feelings. Yeah, and, and that's what degradation feels like. It's uh-huh. intentionally hurting someone's feelings, yeah. even if that's what they want. But that's a big thing in, in the BDSM world. Yeah, and but I'm I not think... fucking those people. But I like how she says, I ask you what's off limits and what. Like, mm-hmm. But like I think a... Hazel kind of had a thing for degrading. So I don't think it was anything for her to go, no, get the fuck off of me. Right. Right. Yeah. Get away yeah. from me. In that situation, because that guy had been such an arrogant asshole earlier and had... He pushed <laughs> the wrong button. Yeah, him saying that he didn't go down on a girl meant that he did not care about his partner's pleasure. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I interact with him and I can show him, then he will do better for future partners. And then when he refused any kind of guidance or coaching, this has only happened like one other time where I tried to coach a guy and he goes, hi, I'm Steve. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, Mm. and later on, like when we were kind of breaking things off, I had just met my future husband and I was like, oh, I'm going out on a date with him. And he was like, I'm going to go out on a date with this girl from work. And I went, "Okay, great. I hope you have a wonderful time. Like, tell me how it goes. But he was like. And I was like, oh, you don't understand. He's the kind of guy you marry and you're lucky to be fuck buddy status. <laughs> and, that's, and it's only because this guy walked around and introduced himself as asshole Steve. Like he oh, was wow. proud of that fact. And so, no, if you come no. at me with that energy, I am going to destroy you because I don't think that that's a good way to please a partner. Nobody but the guy, but the guy that was going down on you, do you think he kind of enjoyed the humiliation by everybody making fun of it? And you uh, even... Yeah, he, he might have been into he, it. Because, I, I'm pretty sure he was just oblivious. You think so? Yeah, I think he was just drunk and did not get the joke at all. As somebody who's used to seeing people who are into it, I know what that looks like. And this was just not even registering. That hamster was straight over running. his head. Yep. Yep. That hamster, <laughs> the wheel was not turning. Okay. <laughs> no, no. If somebody is into it, I can 100% play into that and work with that. But he was just not good at reading the well, social this cues. guy that was fucking me wasn't a jerk i mean he was a yeah. nice guy so, so that, that's I didn't, you like, didn't want to hurt his feelings and yeah. i'm not into degrading anyway and le- well i shouldn't say that because i feel like people do accuse me of doing that <laughs> you, but i don't think you usually do it during sex you usually no. do it in other but, types I don't, of but what i understand from it is not just sex though sometimes it's just in conversation they like it right isn't that what hazel said it doesn't have to be in a sexual they just like the Segregation. Remember, yeah, there some people are really into that, right? Even in just so, normal conversation. I don't know if that's what he was looking for, or he just no. assumed that I was into the bull thing. I yes. think he thought you were into the bull thing. Uh, well, and think about it, he had just been with your right. Friend. Right. Yeah. What do we call her? Coworker? Or, yeah. Friend. Friend. I'm okay. thinking he was playing into the role that he would normally be expected to play. That is probably 99% of the time somebody coming up to him at the club is soliciting him for that. That's just his his normal script. He was just going uh through. But did he know it was your first time? Did you mention this is my first? No, I don't remember if we Uh, talked about that. I probably mentioned that, but I don't remember. Okay. Exactly. I mean, it's been a while now. So, yeah, that was a dry pussy moment for me once he started that shit. And I was just basically trying to avoid it and, you know. 
moan or something and just pretend I didn't hear oh, it. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> All See, right, that's, there. That's not typically you. Even the faking and the moaning, because you talk about that's not yeah. how you approach it. You're like, fuck that. I'm going to tell him. Fuck I was this. so I out of my element there. Yeah. And then maybe it was just the nervousness. I don't know, but I also I don't think you feel were out. You're out, you were out of your element, yes. and yes. you're uncomfortable, and you just panicked and didn't yes. know what to do. I didn't little, know what to uh. do. I was like, I'm not gonna lie. This guy is not worth compromising my values. Like this is the stuff going through my head. This is not worth. This is not a situation worth compromising my values. What do I do? <laughs> right. There's fight, flight, and freeze. And you froze. froze. Yeah. Froze. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. I don't know. So, but so, Hazel was really upset with me about this whole thing, especially when I got into the chat afterwards. And of course, by the time I got back to my hotel, it was, I don't know, four o'clock in the morning or so. And I'm giving everybody the rundown in the group chat, the podcast group chat about, okay, here's what happened tonight. Just kind of like bullet points. And I was like, you wouldn't believe what this guy started doing. And I explained in the group chat what he had said about fucking my husband. And I'm like, it was so annoying. It was dry pussy. And that really triggered her. She was like, he was there doing what he was supposed to do. And, you know, you went in there, you're not even into this stuff and you're criticizing him for doing what he was supposed to do. And then she was criticizing me for basically being inauthentic through the situation where I didn't just get up and leave when I wasn't enjoying it. Right. And also a little background here. I think part of it was... So up to this point, I feel like there's always these different phases that we get to. But this was a while back. Scarlett was big on needing conversation, not being attracted to black men. There was all these things, criteria that she talked about a lot through the episodes of what she needed to get to that point with someone. Well, and I didn't come with him. No, no, no. But still, even the fact that you got this far with somebody was somebody you weren't physically attracted attracted to, which you always say, which we talk about, was a big Well, you're not big on the physical attraction. I think it's more the mental. Yeah. But I think what triggered her was she didn't want your first experience. And she says this, even though it was your experience and a bad one, she felt it shed a bad light on the sex scene. And that was what she was was, worried about. Well, and also now that I have the context I have now, given everything that happened with Hazel, I also wonder, was she upset that I didn't go with her for my first sex club experience? I agree. That's probably it for me, though, because I also, you know, told you I felt when you said I did it for content, then I was like, wait a minute, what are we doing here now? Because you talked about how you didn't want to be compromised just for that. Right. Because at that time you were criticizing OnlyFans and people who did things like this just for money or sex or content. And so I'm like, okay, now what are you doing? Because you're in a place that you usually wouldn't go to. You just met. You're fucking him. You didn't walk off. All these things that weren't making sense to what you, you know, made sure everyone knew about you prior was all different in this one night. And so it wasn't just I mean, you're leaving out a lot of context there. It wasn't just, oh, I'm doing it for content. It was all these things. Plus, it's great content. In the conversation, like it the came fact- out. You're like, it's great content. I'm doing it for content. And then we started questioning, what are we doing now? No, I agree. But I told you in that conversation, no, it's not just content. It's also to go experience this. And what is this like? What is a sex But that was like? a conversation that switched your mind about how you'd been so against OnlyFans and strippers. And I said, you're doing the exact same thing, Scarlett. What you're doing exactly is what they're doing as well. No, and I that's understand. when you flip the script. I, well, that's what I said is that I understand that what I've been saying about strip clubs definitely I would be hypocritical to say, oh, I shouldn't go to a strip club to objectify women. And when I'm essentially doing exactly the same thing, I get that completely. 
that it was not exclusively 100% I went to the sex club to create content. That was an element of it, certainly, because anything I do now, it's like, oh, at worst case here, I have a great story to tell right. on the podcast. Right. Now, after we spoke, I said, okay, you're an experimental one because at the time you were seeing somebody that kind of fulfilled the other things that you were about, which you explained later. You're like, well, I think the reason I was open to the sex club was because you had fulfilled something with that the person. Mental, the emotional. mental. And so now you were in experimental mode. I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that because what you've been talking about this whole time is not doing things like that. Like you aren't going to just be with somebody because they're good looking. You're not just going to do it for this reason. You need this, this, this criteria to get to me. That's how you had made it seem. So once I realized you're in experimental mode, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. I just want to make sure and clear what are we doing? But I think at that time you were so set on almost this view of what we had of you was this criteria. And you would talk about it all the time, what you needed. I need an intellectual conversation. I need you to wow me. I need you to not just take me to the average franchise. I need you to think about it, plan it. And then all of a sudden it's, okay, I'm here. Let's fuck. And we're like, wait, where did this come from? (laughs) It was different. And I think that was different for us. Yeah, no, I get it. And I appreciated that conversation because you, Hazel, and I sat down and had like a coming to Jesus talk because, I mean, Hazel was legitimately mad at me. Well, she was mad because she thought it looked bad on her lifestyle. And I think there was multiple elements at play there. But I mean, that conversation where the three of us just hashed it out, like, what the fuck? And I appreciated that you and Hazel basically called me on the mat like, hey, if you're just about creating content, like we're out. Like that's not what we're about. And I appreciated that. And I told you guys that. That conversation was a paradigm shift in the way that I thought, like you said, Mm -hmm. about strip clubs and the way that you're saying, listen, you say this about strip clubs and yet here you are doing this. How is it any different? I'm like, touche. Right. You're absolutely right. Right. Which now I am a lot more open about those things because of that conversation. When Hazel and I had a conversation prior to talking with Scarlett, I did say to Hazel, I'm like, but listen, at the end of the day, it's her experience. She's talking about her personal experience. So she can do that. But she did feel like it was shedding a bad light on it. And I said, but that's her experience. You can't take that away from her, regardless of what situation. That's Scarlett's story, right? But she was more worried about how it looked in general, right? And because you didn't go with the right person is probably some of it as well. I think that was an element of it. I told her, I said, I almost feel like with you and the lifestyle, it almost feels like you've joined this religion Mm. and you want to make sure that it's never shed in any type of bad light. You know, like she really had a legitimate fear about me coming on the podcast and talking negatively about this guy who was in her mind just being a bull doing what he's supposed to do, fulfilling the role he's supposed to be filling. Right. And that I would be just shedding a bad light on it just simply because it wasn't my preference. Well, and I think the other thing with Hazel is she is in the lifestyle. But so if somebody else came in to tell you something different, she'd be like, no, that's not how it is. But there's a lot to it. There's no terminology that explains everything. But it almost with her was like she was the expert in our group. So we would come to her asking her questions and then you ask outside and they're like, no, not at all. There's this thing, there's this. And so we started realizing, oh, not everything is so black and white and black and white. And there's so much to it, really. Mm -hmm. But I think she was the authority for it in our group because none of us were familiar with what she. Yeah, none of us were really in the swinger lifestyle, the BDSM lifestyle. So And everything was a definition and rules and how you do it and how you go about it. Even that, it was like, well, this is what who you're with. This is why it was like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. But at the end of the day, it was your experience. And you can't take that away, whether it was a good or bad one. I agree. That's what it was. Yeah. So that ended up being like a whole, not only like, you know, exciting thing that I did in in LA, but also like a whole drama within our our group. (laughs) And 
that say, time. In terms of all the, the definitions and the rules and everything, communication is the number one thing because my definition of what is allowed on something is very different than what mm. Scarlett is going to allow, which is different than what Lolita is going to allow or Lila. It's They're all going to have a different definition. Like we were talking recently about first base versus second base, third base, and how each person even defines those kinds of things. And that's true. we found that whenever we're doing any kind of pre-scene negotiation, you don't assume anything. Right. You hash out like what is allowed, what isn't allowed, what things are going to really turn you on, right. what things are you neutral towards? Like, ah, I'll do it. It's just not going to do anything for me. And other things that you're like, nope, soft limit or hard limit. I'm not going to touch that. And he defaulted to what is probably what he does 99% of the time. And if you don't give back communication so that he has a chance to correct that, it might be that he hates doing that. And he only does it because that's what everybody asks him to do. I have a number of black friends that they complain about that, that the BBC like stereotype is such a big weight for them. And we talk about like sexual shame and them being like, I'm just an average guy, but there's such a pressure to be mm. that. Mm. I that, didn't even think about that. Yeah, that it is. is. For black guys, it's if you're just By normal, the way, for yeah. anyone that may not know, BBC is big black cock. <laughs> so there's that pressure that you yeah. have to be the sexual stallion and yeah. that you have a huge dick, have a huge and, dick. Yeah. and so for them whenever they have a chance to just be themselves and not have to feel like they're performing that it's a huge weight off their shoulders now if this guy if that's his thing and that was working for him and the fact that he kept going with it versus i feel like if my guys were doing that and then they were like oh she's not responding they probably would have dropped it going well if it's not working for her and i don't like doing it I would usually say like giving feedback, even if you don't want to insult him, but to be like, hey, I don't want to talk about my husband. You know, yeah, that, that's what that I should have done. That is a completely fair thing is that it shifts the topic without chastising him and turning off the situation. Good well, even after talking to Hazel, I was kind of like, you know, I could have just been a little bit playful about it and just mm -hmm. been like, no, you need to step up your game. You know, I think you, like I that. think you were so kind of out of your element. This was a yes. new thing. Yes. And you just kind of, like you said, you just froze yeah. and it didn't yeah. occur to you. I think if you went again and that kind of happened, you yes. already have that I'm experience. I'm ready now. You're ready now. I'm ready now. <laughs> but you just kind of like, oh, what do I say? <laughs> and what's hilarious is really the best part of this whole conversation in our group was the fucking towel because it went on and on for a long time. <laughs> I mean, the towel jokes, what we talked about, it was hilarious. But the towel really was the star of the show. Because I, mean, I think you can judge a place yeah, on by the, the, towel. the content <laughs> of their, their bathroom hand dryer Dying options. I, you know, we need to put that hand towel in the Discord just so people could we see should. We should. what we're That's talking about. Point. And there was, there was no other pictures about the place or about that. <laughs> The only picture we got of the whole night was the fucking hand towel. That's it. Just well, the towel. To so fair, you guys you usually can't take pictures. The phones yeah, are you usually can't. not even you're allowed. Not allowed. Oh, you're to. not allowed. Area. Can yeah. you take pictures of yourself? It depends on the place. It depends. Oh, because the strip clubs, you can take pictures of yourself and so, you're not allowed technically. It really depends on the place. And if it's very obvious, you're off with a blank wall behind you and you're taking a selfie, they can see that versus if it looks like somebody has snuck a phone into the play area. Mm -hmm. No, they're not going to allow that. Oh, got it. So you guys, I went on some dates while I was in L.A. And I was super Kim, you were only there for like two days? No, no, no. I was there for about five days okay, total. Because okay. I had the mastermind and then I had And if she was only there for two days, she'd still find a date. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally would. And I normally do try to like see who's on Tinder or whatever in, yeah. in the areas that I'm in if I go to a new area. But I was super motivated in LA because I live in Dallas 
And we are, what, five hours from the closest beach? Right. right. So I'm in L.A. and I have no car. And so I was super motivated to go on dates. Somebody with a car. Yeah, take me to the beach. I would talk to her. To she's like, I just need to find somebody that's going to take me to the beach. <laughs> I'll give you a blowjob. Just take me to the yes, beach. You know, it's, Ubers it's, are an option. Right? No, right? That's like, exactly taxis. what I said. I go, wait a minute. Blowjobs are uh, cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She didn't have to pay for the Uber, but I, I agree with you. I would have been like, I'm going to Uber myself to the ocean, but no, not no. Scarlett. I rented one of those teal bikes out there to like, oh, to ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I just Scar- Scarlett needs you to easier. feed her and take her to the ocean. There's two criteria here. Feed her and take her to the ocean. Exactly. Uh, so did you go to the ocean while you were in Orlando? Is that close to the ocean? No, it's like an hour, hour yeah, and a half away. Yeah. Yeah. No. But you were stuck there for like five days. You could have found somebody to take you. To the beach? Yeah. Well, that's true. I probably could have. You're right. But I was busy networking. Yeah. I was busy on Orlando. Occupied. But in LA, yeah, I was super motivated to find people to go out with so I could get trips to the beach. (laughs) So you get the guy to pick you up. So, yeah. So I was on a date every single night, I think, that I went there. And how many beaches Um, did you see? At least three or four while I was there. So it was amazing. I fucking love the beach, guys. That's my happy place. One day I want to have a beach house somewhere. So this is what I realized pretty quickly in L.A. It is a whole different dating climate than what I'm used to. In what way? And I've dated in Nashville. I've dated in Austin, Houston, San Antonio. I was going to say. Florida. We were self-absorbed in all about looks, right? So Lolita lived in LA. Yeah. So you know, right? Yes. They're very about aesthetic there. Mm -hmm. And anyone that's listening from LA, love you guys. But goddamn. Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) So there was a guy that picked me up in this particular case. I had actually already gone out with some people to the beach that were there at the conference. We went as a group and it was late at night and we didn't go eat. We went on somebody's boat expecting that there was going to be food and then realized all he's got is alcohol. So we come back and we're starving. And so then I'm like, okay, I already did the beach thing. Now I just need someone to come pick me up and take me to eat. Oh, okay. Because the room service is already closed. It was late, right? So hardly anything is open. So I start talking to this guy earlier and I was like, hey, dude, what do you think about a late night date? (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm starving over here. Come pick me up. Let's go. Feed me and tell me I'm pretty. So this guy comes in his Tesla and he picks me up at the hotel. I think now, looking back on it, I think as soon as he saw me, he was turned off. Got it. Now let's describe Scarlett physically. I am almost 5'11". She's a brick house. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell, Lila? It's a song. It's a song. She's a brick. I do not know pop culture references. She's Mata Mata. What does it Letting mean? it all no. hang out. You're stacked. Yeah, mm-hmm. stacked. Like, it, like solid and just ba-bam. Legs for days. I call her a gazelle because she's so tall and her neck is long and she just walks with her long legs. Well, I've been told, <laughs> like I've been told I walk very confidently. Mm-hmm. And that I'm not very approachable because I'm just very like, I'm always on a mission, right? Like I'm headed to where I'm headed. I have a question. When you saw him in the Tesla, did he give you a vibe like he was already turned? No. But looking back on it later, I was like, I think from the time he saw me, he was turned off. Okay. I am about 220 pounds. Mm -hmm. 
which I'm almost 5'11", right? Mm -hmm. So I am definitely overweight, but it's not like atrocious, Mm -mm. you know, because I am so tall, it's pretty well proportioned and I have curves. I have a big ass, I have big tits. So it is well proportioned. I am I'm going to pull the Urban Dictionary for you. (laughs) What? The Brick Brick House. House? Oh, okay. If we play the song, you've heard the song. You've got to have heard the song before. You know, pop culture references are probably going over my head. So anyway, I think he was turned off by my weight is what I think now, looking Mm. back on what happened. Well, because he said something later. Well, yes. And I'll get to that. Did he take you for food? So he immediately was like, well, there's not much open. Let's just go to In-N-Out Burger. That was like two minutes away. such an LA thing. So anyway, he's like, well, that's pretty much the only thing open right now. So I'm like, all right, you know, beggars can't be choosers here to take me. I'll try it out again. (laughs) He's like, I'm getting off super cheap tonight. (laughs) I'm getting off. He didn't even pay for it. I paid for my own. He didn't order anything and I bought my own. Oh, okay. So he definitely got off super cheap. And he had a Tesla, so he didn't even have to pay for gas. <laughs> so we get into this very long line around the building, and they have the people out standing outside with iPads. Like taking, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, okay. like taking the orders. And the guy comes on my side, on the passenger side. And so I'm having fun with this guy that's taking my order. And I can't even remember his name. I think it was Brandon. I was like, Brandon, dude, I have an In-N-Out burger two minutes from my house and I never go because I've tried it before and I just don't dig it. So I'm like, I need your help here, Brandon. I'm trying you guys out. This is your opportunity to redeem yourself. Are Impress you, me, Brandon. <laughs> are you negging the best food employee? Poor thing. He's like, I just want to do my job. Give me your order. He was totally having fun with me. And so I'm like, Brandon, this is your chance. This is your chance tonight to redeem yourself. Okay. I want to trust you. We've known each other now, what, two minutes? I trust you completely. I'm like, place my order. What do I need to get? And so he's having fun with it. And he was like, okay, here's what I think you should order. They have something, I think it was called animal style. Yeah, animal yeah. fries, yeah. Like animal style, yeah. but you can get your burger that way too, apparently. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So it's I'm, like they're like It's like your secret menu. menu. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so he's telling me stuff on the secret menu. And so I'm just like, everything he's suggesting, I'm like, okay, order it. Let's try it. Let's try it. How's your date during this conversation? He's getting so annoyed. And like the third thing that this guy suggests to me to order, I mean, everything he suggests, I'm like, perfect. Put it on there. Let's try it. Let's try it. Whatever you think, Brandon, I trust you completely. The guy next to me in the driver's seat, he's getting so annoyed. And he was like, that is so much food. And I'm thinking, okay. So I turn around to Brandon and I'm like, my date tells me that's too much food. So let's take the milkshake off. (laughs) And... I am shocked that you did that. See, this is where I don't... You should have been like, fuck that. I'm getting my shake. Oh, no, no, no. That was the most like passive aggressive. That was passive aggressive. I'm not taking off any of the burgers or fries. It's the milkshake that's yes. the problem. Oh. Yes. So, no, that was 100% on brand. I don't know. I feel like the milkshake is probably the best part of their damn meal. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the right choice, but I, I, I feel like... That, that was 100% on brand. Take to, off to the be... water in the ketchup. Yes. Extra That's, ketchup. Yeah. That's that, what yeah. I have said. Yeah. yeah. Take off the water in the extra ketchup. I don't need the sauce. Okay, good. So, but I was like, but I do want a large iced tea. Okay. So we go around. I pay for the meal. We go sit down. He parks the car and then we go sit outside on their patio. And so I'm just munching down my meal. I ate the whole damn thing. <laughs> the whole damn thing. The whole burger, the whole fries, 
And he goes to throw it away in the trash can. And then I had finished my iced tea. So I went to throw that away too. And he was like, oh, you finished that too? Damn. I was like, wow. I would have made him get back in the car and go around again. <laughs> I'm still hungry. <laughs> I think I could eat some more. Yeah, I, I, I need I, that milkshake now. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just not satisfied with this <sighs> evening. I'm going to find something was he just else. Like, what? A total wet blanket like while you were eating? like or I mean, he, he was talking? conversing with me, but yeah. like yeah. in retrospect, I'm like, I think he just from the moment he saw me was just like, no, this Which, is not happening. I have the definitions here for you. Okay, Freak please. House. There's a few, but they all are along the same line. You know I'm a definitions person. Yeah, so let's hit it. A really fine and attractive woman with a great body, build, and physique. Yeah, she's a brick house. She's mighty, mighty. She's built, she's stacked. <laughs> she's built like an Amazon. Like okay. those are lyrics Amazon. from the song. No, that's yeah. good. Full-figured woman, really built. That chick is a brick house. A female figure with an excellent figure, often large breasts, comes from, she's built like a brick shit house. As in are really, you playing it right now, yeah, Spider? Spider's playing it. Really sturdy or <laughs> well-built. instrumental, but this is it. Popular, popularized by the Commodores. 1977 song by the same name. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Did there you, you are. You hear it, are brick listen. House. It's the instrumental version. I know, but I figured she'd hear it and recognize yeah, it. I don't know. I'm telling you guys, pop culture references lost on me. Well, so, so that one's we're, from like the 60s or 70s. 70s. It doesn't even matter what decade. Pick did, a decade, it's did, still going to be lost on Did me. in and out redeem themselves with your food? Was it good? I will say that animal style does help, but I'm still just like... But Whataburger's still there. Yeah, you, give you, me Whataburger, give me yeah. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I'm sorry. Next time you should just order, no. you should do... My niece did this one. She orders. She goes, are you paying for my meal today? I said, yeah. She goes, okay. She starts ordering... And she goes, I want the double cheeseburger with mayonnaise. Hold the mustard. They don't fucking have mayonnaise. No, no, not at In-N-Out. This was at McDonald's. And she's like talking. And she goes, and give me the large fry with a side of uh, honey mustard, whatever. And then I'm going to need a milkshake, chocolate. And then the lady goes, okay. She reads it back. And then my niece goes, yeah, I'll have two of each. (laughs) (laughs) Double that. Double that. And I go, oh, okay. I guess I'm paying. So I thought this was the one order. And then when the lady got it right, she goes, yeah, double it. Two of each. That's what Scarlett should have done. And she's only yeah. like five. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. No, no, no. This is this is my other niece, okay. uh, the Colorado one. Okay. But it made me laugh because I didn't expect her to say that. So that would have been funny. He's like, "Well, that's a lot of food." Was she just gonna double save? <laughs> so was she gonna save some for later? Uh, no, no, she ate it all. Oh god. <laughs> no, it was on the way back from San Antonio. But she made me laugh because she's like, "You're paying for my food, right?" And I go. Oh. If she was paying, she would just want to get a 10-piece of nugget. But she waited for the girl to get it all right. Yeah. And then she goes, two of each. <laughs> Double it. And I'll never forget that. And that's what you should have done. You should, yeah. When he said, it's yep. too much food, you should have been, like, been like, Double that would have been great. And that would have been a way better story, too. Yeah. But now we know. No. But as soon as I was done, he took me back to the hotel. I never heard from him. But you got the beach and you got fed. I, absolutely. And you didn't have to pay an Uber. I had the beach every night. Had food every night. It You're was good. great. You're good. And you didn't have to suck his dick. You didn't have to suck his dick. You're didn't, good. Didn't even have to give him a blowjob. Yep, I did not give a single person a blowjob, actually. Excellent. No one got that. Excellent. So Awesome. There was one I'm guy. I'm going to say womp womp. But... <laughs> well, well, I mean. Two different opinions. Yeah, there was, most of the guys, I was not feeling it. I just yeah. don't think okay. I fit in with the LA vibe very well. I am definitely a Texan girl. So there's just a vast culture difference there. 
But there was one guy one night, I will say the best date was one that we just went to the beach. He brought blankets and pillows to put on the beach. And we were just laying there for hours, like talking, listening to the waves. That was definitely the best one. Like that was on point. Was Shout out to that guy. Yep. Highlighted the whole trip there. Or were there any other high points that you need to touch on? No, the business part of it was probably the highlight of that trip. Okay. And then that night, that, the guy that did the pillows and blankets on the beach, that, that was awesome. So that was my L.A. trip. Finally, we got to L.A. We finally got to L.A. (laughs) This has seriously been on the docket to talk about for a while. I'm like, no, I want to wait till Hazel and Lolita are both recording. And it's been like forever. And now she's off the podcast. So I'm like, well, fuck, I should have just talked about it right away. (laughs) Yeah, because we would have had more details. Yeah, we We forgot forgot a lot. I just remember the towel. So that yes. is seared into your brain. If you guys is. remind me, I will post a picture of the towel in the Discord. That was the only issue she had that night was the yeah. towel at the sex club. That was it. <laughs> For the cleanliness. For the I cleanliness. am not like, I know it's kind of ironic. I'm not a huge like germ freak. So but that for some reason was just like, ew. Well, we got to take her to a clean one, right? You yeah. know, Vixen, where to go. I do. Vixen will take okay, us. So Vixen will get you on the list, trip. get you approved, pre-approved. Field trip, yeah. GBW <laughs> sex club field trip. Are you guys going to go, Lila, Lolita? We're going to have to sign a waiver. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you can can you to... go and not have sex? Absolutely. Okay. So can we be just, what do you call it? It's like the people. Lawyers. In, no, it's like the but, National Geographic photographers. They nope. watch it go down, but you're not supposed to get involved with the animals, right? right? Yeah. right. We're just, just there observing. to witness nature. <laughs> just witness We're just going to witness nature do its thing. And we just observe. <laughs> can we do that? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. We're on. Let's go. All right. Vixen, put it on the books. Will do. <laughs> Okay, so whether it be a dirty hand towel, sex clubs, or vibrating turnips, vibrating turnips, animal style in and out burger, go enjoy life. Thank you for listening. Please make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast channel. And if you love this, don't forget to leave a rating and review. To connect with us and ask questions, visit us at goodbadhorrible.com.